Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is the Friday that we call Good. Good Friday. An odd name, don't you think? For the anniversary of the torture and execution of one man some 2,000 years ago? What was different in the world by the end of that first Good Friday? What happened to make this day so unique, so good? The writers of the New Testament seem to think that something was drastically different by the end of that one fateful afternoon. What makes this Friday good? And how is that good for you? A hint and why this is a Good Friday comes as John continues to remind us that these events were the fulfillment of the Scriptures. Everything that Jesus had ever done right up to His crucifixion had led to that goal. Jesus' passion and His death were the fulfillment of all the ancient prophecies. Jesus is the King whom the prophets promised. And the purpose of Jesus coming into the world was to give new life to fallen man, to repair our ruined relationship with God, and to establish a new creation. All of that is done by His making atonement for our sin on the cross. Jesus came to make the devil powerless through his death. He did everything that the Messiah was supposed to do. And when Jesus declared it is finished, he meant far more than simply his life was over. It is finished was not the cry of resignation. No, it's what you would write on a bill after it's been paid. The price has been paid. It is finished. The bill has been dealt with. He has completed the work that the Father gave Him to do. He has loved His own who are in the world to the very end. Jesus has accomplished the final task. Jesus' work is now complete because He has lived a sinless life to the very end. He succeeded in His mission to redeem the world, to conquer sin, death, and hell. The victory is complete. The Lamb of God has made the sacrifice. The ransom price for sin has been paid for us and for all mankind. All the efforts of anybody to add to this perfect work are null and void. The sacrifice for sins is complete. People from all times and ages and places have placed their hope in this finished, complete 
work. So we call this particular Friday good because it took that bloody death upon the cross to atone for your sin. God could not wink it away. God can't just ignore sin. The Creator is holy and He values justice. And sin earns us nothing more than death and judgment. It was your sins which put Jesus upon that cross. But God is also merciful, and He does not desire the death of sinners. So God in the flesh, our Lord Jesus Christ, lays down His life of priceless worth, and He does so of His own accord. Jesus doesn't offer His life out of some sense of obligation or duty. No, in that solitary act of unsurpassed love, the Son of God has borne all your griefs and all your, your sorrows. He goes to the cross simply because of His great love for you. In the darkness between noon and three, your sin was dealt with. It was the suffering and death of Jesus that made amends to God on your behalf. One moment in history for all time. One man for all men. Justice cries out for your inter eternal incarceration in hell. And God took the record of your rebellion, the sworn affidavit of your treason, and He folded it up and He put it on the hands of Jesus and He drove the nails through it, through His hand and into the cross. Our record of debt, God set that aside and He nailed it to the cross of Jesus. And what does this mean for you? It means that your debts to God are paid. The capital sentence has been executed. The sentence that your treason deserved. The law's demands have been satisfied because sin has been condemned in the flesh of Jesus. Christ was smitten by God, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. On Him, the Lord has laid the iniquity of us all. And then He drove it through His hands into the nail by the nails into the cross. And this means that it was all for you. It means that He suffered, died, and was buried. That He may make satisfaction for you and pay what you owe, not with silver or gold, but with His holy, precious blood. He ransomed you from sin, death, and the devil. He's died for you on your behalf, in your place. He lives the life you should have lived. He dies the death you should have died. Your sins were the burden He was glad to bear. He carried you. He took, Jesus took care of all your griefs, all your sorrows, all that death has done to you, all that death will do to you, the things others have done to you, all that you have done to yourself. Jesus deals with it all. With His stripes, says Isaiah, we are healed. His wounds are a medicine. A medicine unlike any other. A medicine of immortality. 
Medicine is only ever a temporary measure. It can delay death for some time, but it cannot cure it. Death can only be cured by a physician who has the cure for death, and that is Jesus of Nazareth. Now, Jesus healed many people while He was on earth, and those healings have their source in His bloody wounds. Because of Good Friday, the repentant can find pardon. Because of Good Friday, the guilty can be acquitted. Because of Good Friday, the sick will be healed and the weak will find strength. It's the wounds inflicted upon Jesus of Good Friday. That's where you will find the ultimate cure for what afflicts us. His wounded head is the healing of your mind. His wounded back is the healing of your strength. He received blows so that you may be healed of all the blows you have endured by others. He received insults so that you may find healing from all the insults you've borne. His wounded hands are the healing of your work, and His wounded feet are the healing of your walk. And His wounded side is the recovery of your heart, a heart that's turned away from God and against one another. On Good Friday, Jesus was put on trial and found guilty of crimes that He did not commit. Despite being completely innocent, He was sentenced to death for blasphemy and for treason against Rome. Jesus was mocked, beaten, scourged, and crucified. He drank sour wine, and after He drank sour wine, He shouted a last cry, a cry of victory in the middle of defeat, and He died in the darkness. The events of this particular Friday are the basis of your salvation. God's own Son laid down His life to atone for your sins. And it is for your eternal good that He did this. On that dark, bloody Friday comes the brilliant rays of life and hope. In that glorious death, God is reconciled. Your debt to Him is discharged. And forgiveness is offered to you freely. You have lived so wickedly. And eternal punishment is what you have earned. Repent of this. Amend your life while there is still time. The Lord Jesus Christ died for you. Thank Him for His suffering and death. You cannot be saved except by His death. So, while life remains in you, place your whole trust in His death alone and in nothing else. Entrust yourself entirely to His death. Cover yourself with His death alone. And if the Lord God wishes to condemn you to hell, say, Lord, between Your judgments and Me, I present the death of my Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot argue with You in any other way. And if He, and if he says that You are a sinner, You can say, Lord, I place the death of our Lord Jesus Christ between my sins and You. And if He says that you have deserved condemnation, 
say, Lord, I set the death of our Lord Jesus Christ between my sins and you. And if he says he is angry with you, say, Lord, I set the death of our Lord Jesus Christ between your wrath and me. And his merits I offer for those I ought to have and do not. And when you have finished this, continue to say, Lord, I set the death of the Lord Jesus Christ between you and me. Repent of your sins, because this is the day when the Lord Jesus Christ died to save you. We call it Good Friday for a very good reason. Trust that the innocent suffering and death of your Lord Jesus Christ is ultimately for your eternal good. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.